0: Hubhopper Originals
1: To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com
2: This is the very first episode of D.U. Cassettes that had Arunjoy Das, who is from Shahid Bhagat Singh College.
3: He's a very renowned artist and is a part of several projects like Common Thread, uh, Kapoor Music, DMT and Gaia.
2: So let's just dive into the episode.
3: Welcome to the Duke Cassettes.
2: Introducing your hosts, Drum rolls. Sanjana, and Divyanshi. Drum Drumrolls again. Today we are here with Arunjoy Das from Shaheed Bhagat Singh College. Welcome to the show Arunjoy. Thank you. How are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling great. Thank Just you for great. having me here. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty awesome. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good it's pretty good to be here.
2: <laughs> so, Joy, what is the first song that you're going to play for us?
1: Uh, the first song that I'm going to play for you guys is uh, the song that I wrote a couple of years ago called Love You. And uh, yeah, it's about when you get already pissed off at someone, but you know it's too rude to say you to them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and My that's what
1: it's about. So you know, you just be nice to people and say love you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come let me steal you Come let me heal you Come let me keep you Come let me hold your body down I'll just control you Never console you I promise you'll never feel alive I need your anger I need your flavor I'll take your casket Full of life's fuel love you them feel touch you them feel control you but never hold you I promise you won't be worth my time. I need your pain baby. Take what you need baby. Come and call my name baby. Just do me right. Feel love you then feel such you will pay it and say it's fair. You try to Maybe a lie, maybe then you'd say you're there for me. You came for. Take what you need, baby. Take what you came for. Take what you need, baby. Take what you came for. Take what you need, baby. Take what you came for. Take what you need, baby. Take what you came for. Leave me alone now. Take what you came for. Leave me alone. Throw your spine in the air I'll love you Then I'll crush you My love, it's only fair
3: Whoa, that was an amazing
2: song! I know, right?
0: We
3: love
2: you.
1: Thank you. That's really nice of you.
2: Now, as we all know that you're an amazing vocalist, so I'm curious (laughs) to know, (laughs) I'm curious to know how did this all start? Like, how did you get into music?
1: I got into music really, really early in in my childhood. My grandfather, my late grandfather, actually introduced me to uh, classical Hindustani classical music, and uh, he was actually uh, quite renowned in his own right. But he never was able to like take music as his uh, profession. He always kept music as his passion, and you know he always instilled that uh, uh, that sort of like uh, pedigree in in me and you know my learning. Unfortunately enough, <coughs> I didn't really take music that seriously when I was like five or six years old, when I should have. You know, when most people actually are uh, introduced to like, classical music, it, it's a little bit daunting initially. And I did, I did try my best, but I didn't really try, honestly. <laughs> and that's maybe one of the things that I feel like I could have done better. But at the same time, I feel like I discovered music eventually as I grew older and as, as I grew uh, more and more you know, towards music. It just, uh, I just found things that I could relate to much more than I did at that time. And I think that's what I stuck to. And that's where it all started, actually. And my earliest influences probably um, was Bollywood music, as strange as it may sound. Because growing up till about, when I was in grade 8, till then it was (coughs) just Bollywood music. And I was such a huge fan of uh, Shankar Shankar Mahadevan, K.K., um, Lucky Ali, Kunal Ganjawala were like one of my favorite singers of, of that era. And some of the songs that like came out at that time were like really influential to my growth. And I even like grew up listening to Kishore Kumar, Muhammad Rafi, because that's what my parents listened to. So that's kind of like what I grew up around. And uh, it was pretty strange that till, till that point, till class six, the only English song that I had actually heard was uh, the song called All Rise by yeah. the band by the, by the boy band blue yeah. it was that and uh, it was this other song one love
2: yeah, yeah. all of yeah. it remember the that
1: no no it was not it was it was by the same uh, band blue so oh. yeah and uh, it was it was it was also in a you know in a bollywood movie which had abhishek bachchan in it and really? it was it was quite yeah they they did like a hindi version of that song and that's how i got introduced to that song okay and uh, yeah so and after that in class 6 I got discovered. I, I got introduced to Michael Jackson, and that's where I think like you know like the biggest turning point of my life came. I discovered Michael Jackson in a very strange way. Uh, we were on a road trip, my parents and I, and uh, we didn't really have much entertainment at that time. And driving over there, we just had like the Michael Jackson essential CD, and they decided to put that into the CD player, and I promise you they regretted it ever since then because (laughs) on the entire 10 days of the trip that is all that we listened to because I was totally blown away I listened the first song that started playing was black or white Yeah. yeah and I was so I was literally blown away by it and it was it was just it was just amazing to like hear how just one person can create so much and it was not just about the musicality it was also about a lot of the things that he was talking about And a lot of the things that he was fighting against, you know, like the the race war in the US at that time was very prevalent. So that influenced me a lot. And strangely enough, out of those 10 days in that road trip, on the 8th day, uh, we were done with camping. And finally, we uh, we, we stayed in a hotel for the last couple of days. And we didn't have any contact with the outside world whatsoever. And by that time, I was completely a Michael Jackson fanatic. And... um, you know, we were just waiting to, like, s- just switch on the TV, look at some good news. And by that time, I had made up my mind that, you know, like, I've discovered this amazing artist. I've, I'll do whatever it takes in my life to watch this person live. And uh, the the moment my mom, uh, she opened the news channel, I saw Michael Jackson passes away. Oh, that's so sad. I was quite a bummer. And honestly, like, I did mourn his death <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a strange way. I used to, like, just sit in class and just, like, think about, you know, like, why why did i have to get into this person just now and why did he have to pass away right now and i'm sure like a lot of us and a lot of people growing up around that time felt in in a a similar way because he was just so influential to how how my music was shaped and that was that i guess you know like i that was one of my first influences and then the next thing that i was really obsessed with was metallica Metallica yeah. was this um, is is an amazing metal band we all know it's one of the biggest heavy metal acts of this planet. Yeah, and then I got into that, and then I started like I was really confused with what I really wanted to like listen to, what I really what what really my identity as a musician was, hmm. and I really didn't take any of this that seriously honestly at that time because when you're at least for me growing up when I was like thirteen fourteen years old, I music was just like something somewhat of an escape from like. You know, everything else that kind of, like, bothered me. You know, like, whatever, like, bothers an adolescent teenage mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, that was that. And, uh, you know, eventually I I grew up to listening to more and more music. I made it a point to, like, listen to as many different genres of music and as many different styles of music as I could. I tried not to, you know, fixate myself in just one tiny box. And growing up, I I discovered a lot of uh, artists... uh, such as Damien Rice, who have been a huge influence you know, in
0: right?
1: <laughs> He's been a huge, huge influence in in, in, in uh, how I write my music, how I approach music, how I even think about writing. You know, like it that's how it started off, but I feel like a lot of my influences also emerge from uh, a lot of the alt rock bands that were present in two thousand eight and nine, bands like Breaking Benjamin, Green Day, the punk rock bands, Blink One Eight Two, some of my very, very favourite bands. And even the scene bands, scene bands, I say, they're, like, mostly post-hardcore bands, which was originated from punk music, and post-hardcore bands like Emma Rosa, and these are really obscure bands, and I'm really hipster (laughs) this way, but, like, these are bands that have really, really influenced me, and uh, so, yeah, that's where, like, my journey of music kind of like began just, just clearing
3: sticking. this out you're not trained at all right like you're all self-taught and I think yeah i'm
1: pretty much self-taught but like at the same time i cannot uh you know i can i have to uh, admit to the fact that you know i've always been somewhat of a learner and i i always seek from my environment and from people around me my friends over the years have always helped me out uh, a really good friend of mine aditya paul has uh has been very influential in you know how i approached uh the whole mentality towards you know singing and that really helped mur- uh, my my dear friend Ritendra Dirghangi he's from Bombay and he's an amazing singer songwriter and if you do find a chance you should check him out <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. been one of my biggest influences in 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 real life and uh, so yeah I mean that's that's how I just, I just I try to learn as much as I can from people around me it's 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 how I kind of function All right.
3: Right. So apart from music tell us something about your school life <coughs> or something you know interesting about it
1: Okay, so my school life was, like, pretty n- normal, I guess. Like, it, it wasn't, like, I mean, there, it was full of, like, instances, like, all of our childhood school stories, we do have that. I actually started studying in this school. I was born in ghaziabad as as strange as it may sound. It's not really strange at all, but, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I was born in ghaziabad I studied in the school called DLF Public School for the longest time from pre-nursery till about class two and then I moved to Amity Vasundra for two years and I don't know like it was quite a quite a shift because after that when I moved to Sriram school in class six was actually when I mostly discovered you know majority of the music that I'm a part of right now because growing up in my school I I had a lot of people to look up to I'm kind of glad that you know it was it was that way a lot of the people are currently in the scene were my seniors and I had the privilege of performing with them at that time when I was just growing up and I literally was starting out as a kid. Uh, people like Anirudh Verma, uh, Amar Pandey, those are some of the people who, you know, I really, like, looked up to and, uh, yeah, they continue to be a very, very strong force in the indie scene right now.
3: Um, As you were also a part of the music society, how was your college life? Like, tell us about the projects you were part of.
1: So, uh, it's, been, it's, it's been quite an interesting journey because... I'd say more than my school <laughs> life, my college life has been a lot more eventful, in terms of you know how many things have happened. So initially, I I, I graduated from school in 2015, and uh, I had gone to study in Narsi monji in Bombay okay. to study BSc Finance. And oh. it's <laughs> 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 it was quite it was it was it was quite uh, a strange decision. It wasn't a strange decision because it was quite simple that you know. I had to, at that time, I was of the mind that, you know, I have to get educated and I have to, you know, like, uh, you know, focus on my studies because this is like the only way to sustain yourself. This is the only way to like a happy life is to, you know, like earn money and chase, you know, you know, a sort of like a sort a, a form of formal education that would set you up for life later on. Mm-hmm. And I do not denounce how important education is because education is definitely important. and it, it, it does shape up how we think. To a certain extent, and education doesn't necessarily have to. It doesn't have to come from uh, your uh, your institutions. It can come from you know your environments, your parents, or your biggest edu- educators, your your elders, exactly. people around you. So that's what I feel, and uh, so yeah, so there uh, I had I was I was so privileged to be a part of this club called Montage. Which was the cultural club of uh, NMMS, and I wasn't really fond of studying finance, and <laughs> I would spend most of my time just being part of that club. So for the first year, I was I was a very enthusiastic member in of the music club in within Montage, and uh, after a year, I was fortunate enough to like be elected the president of that music wow. society over there, and. That's when, you know, a lot of the shift happened when I suddenly was, was like a fresher in college and the very next year, I'm supposed to gather a society of 23 people and, you know, like, you know, try try, try to train train them, not, not exactly train them, but like, you know, try to show them a way where at the same time, I'm also trying to find my own way and trying to find my own feet in life. So it was a really amazing experience and I and I made some really really amazing friends for life and you know it was it was amazing to find such a such a great family and that's where I actually had the first uh, sense of uh, college competition and uh, the first competition that I remember going to was Safaya College and that is uh, where uh, you know I think it it changed a lot you know a lot, a lot of things changed and I got a, a really interesting perspective of you know like how much competition there might be and you know like and how important it is to always be on your toes and uh, be prepared for anything. And at the same time, I put emphasis on the fact that more than thinking, overthinking your performance, it's more important to be confident in what you're doing and be comfortable in your own skin. I think more than anything that makes makes a huge difference because being on stage, performing, and comes to it—it it, it depends. It's not only about singing; it's about anything that you do. If you—if you feel comfortable, and if you feel confident, you'll be much better at it naturally, is what I feel. So that was one of the things that uh, really pushed me to you know just like just let go of any inhibitions that I had. And trust me, I—I I, I still suffer from stage fright every now and then. And yeah, it was—it was
2: hard to believe. <laughs>
1: You know, but uh, it's true, like a lot of people, a lot of really famous singers suffered from stage fright and when, when they were growing up. And I'm not, I'm not, by no means am I saying that, you know, I'm anywhere close to that. But it's just, it's just very human to, 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 to have anxiety, to have fear. And I don't think anyone should be, you know, ashamed of any of that.
2: So how do you actually deal with your performance anxiety?
1: <coughs> so with my performance anxiety, I just try to zoom out. You know, I don't know if, if it makes much sense, but what I try to do is take deep breaths. <laughs> Because that's what they <laughs> teach you in in I think vocal lessons too. Like it, it's the it's it's really important to breathe, and try to get out of your own head. Because once you start overthinking things, there's no end to it. There genuinely is no end to it. And yeah, that's about it. Just like compose yourself. Just and that's another really important aspe- aspect. I guess, of being entirely shameless. Shameless, not in not not in your behavior, but in how. You inhibit yourselves from uh, being something that you truly are from within. I guess that's about it.
2: Okay. So, what's the next song that you would like to play for us now?
1: Okay, the second song that I'm going to play for you guys is a song called uh, Heavy Hands.
0: Understand the weight of this heart I hold. I never had another chance to show. Heaven cries. I hope this subsides. But who really knows what it's like to be alone with you? I wouldn't change a thing. I. just be a thorn on your rose If I had a choice I wouldn't sing i will just be a cloud on your coast You don't have to say If you feel this way You don't have to say if you're bound by chains, you don't have to stay I'll let you be, you don't have to stay Oh, I'll set you free from me oh. You pass it by And you reap what you sow I never had another dance with you If I had a choice I wouldn't sing I'd just be a thorn on your own I wouldn't change a thing And I wouldn't Just be a cloud on your coast You know you don't have to stay If you feel this way You don't have to stay If you're bound by chains You don't have to stay I'll let you be You don't have to stay Oh set you free now. Time has changed, and we've come around, and I don't know how will this sound. Now time has changed. Just give me a sign, because I cannot breathe.
2: a deep song like could you tell us something about that song
1: Um, the song is really about how I feel that uh, in relationships I guess uh, it's 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 really easy to be get caught up in you know what what it's all about and you know it's easy to get caught up in everything that surrounds being in a relationship and it could be any sort of relationship you know it could be a friendship it could be like a romantic relationship and the best part of love and being in love is that in my opinion is that it's supposed to give you a sense of freedom that yeah. uh, to be anything that you want to be to to do whatever you want to do and uh, i i i feel like maybe it could be an idealistic view towards towards love and relationships but that's how i feel and that's how i genuinely think and the chorus of the song where i say you don't have to stay if you feel this way you don't have to stay if you're bound by chains it, it i just i'm just trying to you know, can conve- convey the message that, you know, in relationships the door is always open for you to leave if you really want to, but you choose to stay in it because you enjoy being in it. <laughs> and there's nothing that binds you to it. That's it's really
3: t- relatable. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I <can laughs> don't to, me. to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: I'm glad that it is because <laughs> I mean it obviously stems from an experience. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yep
3: um, oops uh, also <laughs> you, you talked about uh, NMIMS how did you end up in Shahid Bhagat in college then
1: So yeah it was pr- pretty interesting it was uh, that that transition was quite quite uh, an interesting one because uh, <laughs> uh there was a point where i realized that probably studying finance was not my cup of tea and right. it took me a couple of years to realize that and come to terms with it and to actually you know um realize that i think this is not what i want to do and I decided that uh, it's best to not continue doing this because it has started to affect uh, a lot of things around me. And I felt like it's it's better to be happy. It's better to, you know, have some peace of mind in life. And I dropped out of uh, Narsi Monshi. And right, right after that, I decided that, you know, probably I'll, I'll, I'll get into DU. I, I I wanted to get into DU through ECA. And that's the next thing that I did. I, I came back to Delhi, where okay. I am from. And... Uh, I started preparing for the EC auditions that were supposed to happen in 2017 and uh, I prepped and I prepped and then finally on the day of the auditions I woke up and I couldn't speak I couldn't utter a word because my throat was so okay. gone okay. and I was so anxious about it because in, in a strange way I felt like um, I really needed this because um, obviously had to graduate because (laughs) your parents want you to uh, be a a graduate and study and you know have at least some sort of qualifications Mm. and uh, but otherwise my parents have been extremely supportive and through that whole period my my parents are very very supportive of you know what I wanted to do and I'm really lucky to you know I'm very grateful for that but at the same time I I tried whatever I could I did all those uh, quick remedies to get actually like get my voice out and uh, Luckily enough when i performed uh, when i sat, sang my audition it it went half decently and i ended up uh, being i think one of the top rankers in in my in my category yeah
3: you yeah. were rank one yeah
1: <laughs> i wasn't rank one but like i i scored the most in the practical examinations i barely they did, i didn't get any marks for for for, for my uh, certificate because i barely had any
3: just curious which song did you sing
1: I sang a medley. I sang I sang a medley of a few jazz songs, but I, I like. didn't sing it in a very jazz style. I sang <laughs> okay. uh, I sang my funny Valentine by Frank Sinatra, followed by I Put a Spell on You yeah. by Nina Simone. Wow. Then <laughs> then um, it was Feeling Good by Michael Bublé, yeah. and yeah, that was that. that I, it was pretty fun, and I think I did that song for the first time. I for my first ever DU competition. That was the same medley that I performed at IIT Delhi okay okay so yeah that was pretty fun and then all oh right, I was supposed to talk about how I got into Shahid Bhagat Singh College <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was quite an interesting story so all the DU kids would would, uh, would might who, who've gone through ECA might relate to this uh after my ECA rank um I had to get admission I had to go to all the colleges to apply for for my uh admission to different colleges and uh, I applied to all the colleges and I, I really wanted to get into Kirodi or one of the North Campus Colleges. And I thought, you know, that's the holy grail of, you know, <laughs> yeah. being... E- everybody,
3: everybody thinks that. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's
1: the holy grail of being in, in a music society. And that's where I was about to head. But I had, I would have had to made a co- make a compromise on, on which course I selected. Uh, since I didn't want to do that, I wasn't really comfortable doing that. Uh, the only option I had was uh, Venkateshara College and... Uh, and it was it was it was really close because I got into Vankateshwar College, and uh, a lot of my friends, uh, a really close friend of mine, Sumer Bhatia, yeah. yeah was also the president <laughs> of the society. So somehow he remembered me, and uh, he saw that you know like I'm I'm coming to DU, and it was really interesting. I was really looking forward to that, but somehow some due to some unavoidable circumstances, I wasn't able to like. Get admission to Mangreteshwara College okay. due to some clerical errors on their part. I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not raising any fingers on anyone. <laughs> but you know, it happens sometimes. You know, the thing that you're really looking forward to, it doesn't doesn't happen the way you want it to. But at the same time, I was really lucky to get to Shai Bhagat Singh College because um, when I was doing my research, uh, I found out that you know uh, Shai Bhagat Singh College had had a band called Common Thread. And you know, yeah. they were really up com- <laughs> up and coming at that time. And I was looking forward to, you know, like, you know, just checking out what, what the scene is like here. And when I joined, um, it was, it was really amazing. It was really unexpected because the society when I joined was a, a very low key society, but it was, they were like sort of like underdogs <laughs> were yeah. really coming up. And I was so glad to be a part of something like that because I was so motivated to prove myself, uh, to, you know, to the, to, to, to people around and something to myself as well. like, so that was that and then I was really lucky to find these amazing people and we formed Common Thread and we went around and uh, to all the competitions we had a very successful run of uh, totally. the, the circuit yeah, the circuit the DU circuit and it was pretty fun and uh, then Common Thread went on to do a lot of pretty cool things eventually and then after that most of the people graduated and the very next year we formed another band in Shait College called DMT Yeah, just deliver my <laughs> <Yeah>. tomorrow <laughs> and again last year we went on like the whole uh, college circuits spree and you know went to different competitions and it was it's been a really fun experience and even participating in solo competitions i remember in the first in the first year uh, the year of common thread i guess that's how we we dif- differentiate the year of common thread the year of dmt, <laughs> DMT. <laughs> these are two different years <laughs> two different bands and uh, so the first year it was really in- interesting because we didn't really have an acapella group we didn't have enough members in the society to form an a proper acapella group okay but for Modern Indigo for IIT Bombay, we only had around five people that went on stage, and despite that, um, we ended up coming third in that competition, which was like a huge That's achievement. genuinely <laughs> <That is really laughs> <laughs> really just just getting selected amongst all the amazing other a cappella teams that were that were present from across DU. It was it was quite surreal, and it's it's one of my fondest memories. <laughs> that you know it was it's it's a proper underdog story. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty cool. So it's it's been great college uh, the college scene has has provided me with a lot of opportunity and with a lot of exposure in terms of you know getting on stage practice and uh, just just being able to put myself out there.
2: So apart from the college bands what other projects are you a part of?
1: So I'm part of a, of, of quite a few bands and I I'm, I always involve myself in different projects from different genres and I think I take that from my influences Growing up, listening to different kinds of music, and I'm lucky to have found, uh, you know, different outlets that that uh, kind of help me uh, help me ease my creative itch, if if I may. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, the first band I was part of was Common Thread, and after that, soon after, I joined uh, a progressive metalcore band from Delhi called Gaia and we recorded uh, a full length album, released it and it's available everywhere on Spotify, uh, Apple Music and all of that and that was pretty fun and uh, that was one of my first few bands and right after that uh, one of my closest friends from uh, Narsi Monji, Ayush Dhingra, (laughs) he also had a similar story. Uh, when he decided that it wasn't probably like for the best that he stayed there. He came back to Delhi and we formed another project called Kabutar And uh, we try to play um, pop and R&B songs, but we try to write uh, songs in Hindi. And that's kind of like a a different outlet altogether. And I feel that's something really interesting, I feel. And uh, we're also coming up with some new music very soon and uh all these bands that i'm a part of there's also a band uh, called the year love experiment that i'm a part of okay. and uh and it's it's really cool and they're like it's 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 really really interesting that uh, i get i get to you know play with different musicians and uh you know probably just like you know jam and perform with different bands and
3: uh, you performed with dhruv Vishwanath and raghav miattle what was that like
1: oh that was really pretty, pretty cool because uh both of these guys are people who i kind of looked up to in the indie scene from from quite quite a long time yeah and i have to give a huge shout out to first of all basement takeover and Astar ahmed for uh, um giving me that opportunity uh, share the stage with uh, Dhruv Vishwanath I didn't actually perform with him I, op- I got the opportunity to open for him oh, right, okay. and it's still like it's quite it, w- it, w- it was pretty fun for me and uh, to finally meet meet Dhruv and uh, interact with him I realized uh, that uh, he's a very and both these people are very very sweet people they're very genuine and very nice people and you know I think that that shows and that goes a long way you know to see how successful they are at what they're doing and how good they are at what they're doing despite being so amazing they're extremely humble and they would, you know they they don't really have any any air of uh, superiority around them and that's that's because I think uh being being a young kid and uh, being someone look meeting someone you look up to uh it's it's not really about uh, you know how starry-eyed you get, and you know sometimes they say you should never meet your heroes. I I don't think that's entirely true because you know heroes are uh, you know that they they're very human, and yeah. that's that's <laughs> what that's that's actually you know what connects us to them, and uh, they're very nice people. They're very they're great musicians, no doubt, and. Uh, it was really amazing to interact with them just to share the stage with them and they really appreciated what I did and that was really cool to know. So
2: you recently had your own tour. So could you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, so (laughs) I mean, uh, I did, uh, so so last month I did around 15 gigs in in and around Delhi, Agra, Faridabad. Wow, yeah. And and it it wasn't really meant to be like a tour. I I didn't really plan the tour. Somehow, uh, you know, uh, all these gigs just lined up around the one after the other yeah. and i decided what's the best way to kind of you know create some hype for this and 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 get you know get some traction going for this mm-hmm. was to create uh, a tour called the sad boy tour <laughs> why sad boy sad boy because uh <laughs> first like of all it's, it's <laughs> yeah sad boy it's, it's it's supposed to be very ironic and it's 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 hilarious i think i i don't i don't try to take myself too seriously <laughs> Honestly, because I'd I'd think that like that that just doesn't work out for me. I, that's not the kind of person I am, and I I and also because I I like I write melancholy songs. I write sad songs. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'm also inspired by Damien Rice. So that's he's the biggest sad boy of of the planet. <laughs> he's the saddest man on the planet, but he's 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 amazing. So I mean, so that's what I did. I I thought that it was it was pretty cool. Had a nice ring to it, and it sort of worked. And I, I had quite quite a quite a decent turnout for a lot of my gigs, and it was really fun. It was it was actually quite interesting to see. Like, this is the first time I ever did something like this, mm. to to do back to back gigs, and and it's, it's 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 it becomes a very natural part of being in this, being a musician. Because you have to, you know, eventually. Like that's what you want to do. That's what you. That's what that's what you aspire to do. And I got a slight taste of it, and it was really fun. And I could definitely, you know, like, get used to this.
2: So, do we see Sad Boy Tour three happening in the future anytime soon? Well,
1: I'd certainly hope so. I definitely <laughs> hope that. So, would it be <laughs> like
2: all over India?
1: So, absolutely. I would. I would love for uh, a second, a third iteration of this tour to happen. I would love to like take this tour uh, all across the country and. Just put my music out there, and just just love to see what people have to say about it. Because the very reason why I started performing and started writing songs was to, you know, somehow just just to be able to make just one person feel an ounce of what I feel. Mm-hmm. And if and because that's that's what I felt like when I when when I listen to music, it's a lot about you know the kind of emotion it invokes in you. And I feel if I can just like you know move one person. And if, if just one person goes back happy or, s- or 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 feels like something has changed in their life or some, or if I can just like add even an iota of happiness to someone's life,
3: that's you sweet. do totally.
2: You that's,
1: <laughs> that's really kind of you, and that's that's all that like I I I aspire to do honestly.
2: So there's something that I want to ask you personally. So is that people focus on the technicalities of music, mm-hmm. and some people focus on the feelings. So what's right. your take on that?
1: I think both of them are equally important, but I feel at the end of the day feel that there's 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 no music without any feeling in it because music yeah. exists because you want to feel something <laughs> and it makes yeah, you yeah. feel something that's why you listen to music i that's what i think
3: <laughs> yeah. um apart from all of this where do you picture yourself in like next 5 to 10 years
1: so uh, i guess i just see myself recording a lot of music writing a lot more songs and just putting out my music and uh, you know hopefully uh, having enough people listen to what I have to say and that's ideally the goal of any person any singer songwriter any songwriter a person who writes music basically and uh, I wish to take uh, you know take my music to as many places as possible and uh, basically just 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 try to keep making music and try to do this for as long as I possibly can that's that's <laughs> yeah. the goal
2: thank you for that joy it was a pleasure having you here thank you so much for having me it was amazing <laughs> to talk to you guys it's something that both of us wanted to do
1: well,
3: cheers, cheers darling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, indeed. Thank you for tuning in to the Dio Our hosts are Divyanshi Singh and Sanjana Vishwakarma. Dio Sets is produced and edited by Shivan Gupta. Special thanks to Mukubhai and Rahul Pandari. Tune
0: in next week for a new episode.